My near-death experience was just the beginning of my spiritual journey. I understood the importance of sharing my experience and the truths I learned, and I began by describing them in the book, Embraced by the Light. Since then, my journey has continued with moments of great joy and periods of great challenge. Along the way, my awakening to God has revealed many more remarkable truths and has led me to people whose trials and triumphs are powerful reminders of why we are here. I have learned much more from my journey, and more than anything else, I have seen the hand of God at work in all of our lives. It is in that spirit that I now share some of the journeys I have taken and the lessons I have learned in the awakening heart. We have now reached the crossroads, and a great awakening has begun in the world. People are hungry for answers and meaning in their lives. We are finally ready for God's message of love. My prayer is that God will use this book to bring all of us a little closer to completing our missions according to His will. April 1996 My Continuing Journey Night was falling and I was alone. The room I was sitting in was dark except for a stream of light that poured through the open doorway. I had noticed some furniture and a desk with a telephone on it. Other than that, I had paid little attention to the rest of the room when I entered a few minutes earlier. The background din of people talking and the squill of someone adjusting a microphone were reminders that I was in a high school building for a speaking engagement, the last of a two-week series of fifteen presentations. My book, Embraced by the Light, had been published two weeks earlier, but I had begun speaking about my near-death experience years before I wrote about it. I already knew that many people were drawn to the message that I shared, because I had seen it change their fear of death and comfort them in their grief. People told me that my experience had given them a greater understanding of God and of His love for them. They, too, shared my joy in the message that I brought back from the Savior. Above all else, love one another. I could see that the book would help me bring the message to more people than ever before. A new part of my journey was just beginning, and though I wasn't fully awakened to what it would entail, I was excited. After years of struggle, I was living the full, joyful life I had been told we are sent to earth to live, and love was in great abundance. In sharing my message, I felt the pleasure of fulfilling a purpose, but the constant focus on me and my experience with death was beginning to wear on me. The schedule was very demanding, and I had never spent so much time away from my husband, Joe, and my children. It especially bothered me to be away from little Betty, my youngest daughter, and I was concerned about her reaction to the book's last chapter, which was all about her. She knew she was adopted, but we had never told her the nightmarish details of her earlier life, which I had written about in the final chapter. Now a very secure thirteen-year-old, little Betty was anxious to read Embraced, as we referred to it in the family. I had given her a copy just before I left home, and she planned to read it while I was out of town. As I sat in the darkened room, I had more than homesickness on my mind. I felt a powerful sense of aloneness, a feeling that had swept over me often in the years since my return. In the past two weeks it had been stronger than ever before, and somehow different, reaching to the depths of me. 
At times it would blanket my entire spirit without warning, causing me to weep. I didn't understand these emotions, though I guessed they were connected with the responsibility I felt for the message I was sharing. But I sensed there was more. I knew that I had returned from my experience to complete a mission, though I did not know what it was or if the work I was now doing was part of it. Even as I had entered the building tonight, I felt terribly alone, in purpose and in responsibility. Betty? Curtis Taylor, one of my publishers, called my name as he joined me. Oh, there you are. Are you ready? It's a full house. There was a lot of excitement in his voice until he sensed that something was troubling me. Betty, he spoke again. You're frightened. Don't be. Frightened? Oddly enough, I had not felt that emotion in years. I had known my share of fear.